Welcome to another episode of Old Time Detective and Mystery Radio from SolveMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite radio detectives. Today we bring you The Adventures of the Falcon from the 1951 episode The Case of the Bellicose Boxer. Please remember to like, share, comment, or subscribe so you won't miss any additional episodes. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Dolores. I'm glad you called. Uh, you'll have to count me out tonight. I'm going to the fight. Yeah, I know some of them are dull angel, but this one ought to be a killer. The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Damon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novels. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now join him on the air when the Falcon calls. The Case of the Bellicose Boxer. And now, The Case of the Bellicose Boxer. It is early afternoon in New York. In the Stamford's gymnasium, the young man whom experts hail as the slickest thing to hit the ring since Benny Leonard dances around in the shower. His name is Freddie Lane. He looks as commanding as a Greek god. And Freddie has a manner to match. How about a towel, Steve? What? What'd you say, Freddie? What's the matter, you deaf? Let me have a towel. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Here you are. What'd you do with my robe? Hmm? Come on, Steve, get with it. Oh, I'm sorry, Freddie, I... I guess I was thinking of something. Oh, that's a novelty. Handing my robe, huh? Yeah, sure, Tim. Yeah? All right, what's eating you? Well, I don't like to annoy you with details. Ah, go ahead. You know a manager isn't supposed to keep any secrets from his fighter. Yes, that's just it, Freddy. As of 12 o'clock tonight, I'm no longer your manager. Uh, that's right. Your contract expires then, don't it? Yeah, you forgot to sign the new one. No, I didn't forget, Steve. Oh, uh, what'd you do with my copy? I tore it up. I don't get you, Freddy. I guess that proves you're not as smart as you're supposed to be. Well, let me get this straight. I don't know why you're having so much trouble, Steve. It's simple. I'm packing you in. You don't know what you're saying. Why, when I find you... All right, you, don't little... give me that tide routine about all you did for me. You got paid for that and paid plenty. And here on, little Freddy, don't split with anybody. Well, listen, Freddy. Sorry, pal. I haven't time. I got no... Come in. Hello, boys. What are you doing here, Vincent? Keep your shirt on, Steve. I just want to talk to your boy. You're making a mistake, Mr. Vincent. Am I? Yeah. I'm not his boy. Oh, really? Oh, really. As of 12 o'clock tonight. Then if I want to discuss business, who do I talk to? Me? All right, Steve. Would you mind giving us a little privacy? I'm staying here. Buzz. You want me, Mr. Vincent? Uh, yeah, would you take this gentleman for a little stroll? I think some fresh air would do him good. Okay, Steve, you heard him. Let go of me. Come on, friend. Unless you want that fresh air to go right through you. All right, Freddy. I'll be seeing you. Don't bother, Steve. It won't do you any good. <laughs> okay, Mr. Vincent. What's on your mind? You are, Freddy. Night and day. Well, that's very flattering. What do I owe it to? You're coming fight with the champ. Oh, that? Yeah, that. How do you think you'll do against him? What's your guess? Oh, I think if you wanted to, you could take Kenny. You're not kidding. I said, 
If you wanted to. Well, why shouldn't I? I think the crown would look real good on me. I think a hundred grand would look even better. Oh, meaning you want me to take a dive? Meaning just that. You know, Mr. Vincent, I like a guy who don't beat around the bush. When do I get the dough? Right after the fire. Oh, no. I don't do business that way. When would you want it? Tonight. Okay, Freddie, you got yourself a deal. I'll have Buzz bring it over to your apartment. Fair enough. I guess that does it. Take care of yourself, kid. Mm -hmm. Keep punching. Uh, you too, Freddie. Uh, just be careful where and when. Talk to Ace Richards, please. Speaking. Oh, hello, Ace. This is Freddie Lane. Oh, hi, Freddie. What's up? Uh, this is strictly QT, Ace. Ever know me to talk? Well, I'd like to place a little bet on my fight next Friday night with the champ. How much? A hundred grand. Is that what you call a little bet? Look, if you don't want it, Ace, I'll get somebody else. No, no, no. I'll cover it, Freddie. All right. Lay the whole bunch on me to beat Kenny by a knockout. <laughs> this business, Freddie. I don't like it one bit. All right. Now, what's the matter, Ruth? Steve Douglas did a lot for you. You can't toss him over like that. You need him. I need Steve like I need a hole in my head. <laughs> he should have seen his face when I told him we were through. <laughs> I thought the guy was going to drop dead. That's not funny. Uh, can't expect you to see the joke, Ruth. After all, you're both in the same boat. What's that supposed to mean? Here's where you get off, baby. What? Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize this was my house. No, you had it right the first time, Ruthie. We're through. Oh, please, Freddie. I'm in no mood for any more of your clowning tonight. Now, what's the matter with all you people, anyway? A fella tells you something right away, you think he's kidding. But you can't be serious. Go on, get. Now, darling, listen to Are me. Are you going to walk up after cross your heart? Now, beat it. All right, Freddie. I don't get so familiar. Next time we meet, remember, it's Mr. Lane. Is that clock right, Buzz? No, it's about five minutes slow, Mr. Vincent. Oh, then you better turn on the radio. If you don't mind my asking... How much dough is your syndicate laying on this match? Enough. Is that the right station? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is now. And in just a moment, we will bring you this blow-by-blow -blow account of the first championship fight held in New York in two years. It's a 15-round match between Dan Kenny and the challenger, Freddie Lane. They're in the center of the ring now, getting their final instructions from the referee. Both boys look in great shape. Now they've just gone back to their corners, and there's the bell for the first round. Both fighters come out of their corners swinging. Oh, um, the champ feints with the left and then tries another left, which catches Freddie going away. Why don't they cut out the, the acting and get down to business? Right, but Freddie dances back. Lane must feel that there's plenty of time to show it. What am I saying? Freddie just brought up a roundhouse that caught Kenny right on the jaw. Boys, shut up. And now Lane throws a right and a left and still another left. Oh, that one hurt. The champ staggers and Freddie moves in for the kill. Hold on, I'm your jerk. Kenny is trying to clinch now, but Lane won't let him. Freddie brings up a right from the basement. And Kenny is down. He's badly hurt. 
The referee is bending over him. Just listen to that crowd. Get up, Kenny. Come on, you bum. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, and it's all over, folks. There's a new champion in New York tonight. Turn it off. And his name is... Well, what do you think, Buzz? Gee, Mr. Vincent, what can I say? You're sure you gave that hundred grand to Freddie Lane? May I drop dead if I didn't? Okay, Buzz, that's all I wanted to know. I can take it from here. All right, Mike, open up. Who is it? Open up and find out. Oh, Steve Douglas. I surprised you, didn't I? In no small way. Yeah, considering you're the one and only Falcon, that's no easy trick. Am I disturbing you? No, no. Nothing I like better than entertaining company at three in the morning. It won't take much of your time. Can you get me a gun? Can I what? Get me a gun, you know, a bang-bang. One that can't be traced. Why? I got a little exterminating job I want to do. You're drunk. Sure I am. Don't worry, I won't miss. I figured to get real close to him before I let him have it. Who are you talking about? Freddie Lane, the new champ at Sue. Are you out of your mind? I don't think so. The way I see it, so many guys hate Freddie, the cops will never pin it on me. Especially if you can get me a gun that can't be traced. <laughs> You're crazy. You think I'm kidding, don't you? No, that's what scares me. Now, look, Steve, why don't you bunk here on the sofa and we'll talk this over tomorrow morning? Nah. I'm going to get him tonight. Look, I think you better sober up. You mean you won't get me a gun? That's exactly what I mean. Well, a swell pal you turned out to be. Okay, if that's the way you feel, I got other friends. Now, hold it. You're staying here. <laughs> Who's going to make me? You know, Steve, you're leaving yourself wide open for a crack there. There's no reason why you shouldn't get it. Oh. Good night, sweetheart. I'll see you in the morning. Come on, baby, drink up. Plenty more where this came from. You realize you're talking to the new champ? Oh, I think you're wonderful, Mr. Lane. <laughs> Call me Freddie, baby. <laughs> all right, Freddie. But hadn't we better get back to the party? Ah, what's our rush? Told him I had to go up to my room to get my bags packed. Well, maybe I... Oh, sugar, you ain't gonna wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm grabbing a 12 o'clock plane for Seattle. Uh, how'd you like to go with me, eh? Well, I don't know. Hey, you better make up your mind fast, baby. We've got 15 minutes to make the airport. That must be the boy I've been waiting for. All right, just a second, I'm coming. Well, if it is... Oh, Sergeant Corbett around here? I think so. Listen, you lame brain. What's the idea of getting me down here at this hour? Well, I had a little news for you. I didn't want to trust to the telephone. Freddie Lane's been murdered. Is that supposed to be a scoop? It's in all the papers. Yeah, but the papers didn't say anything about you entertaining Freddie's ex-manager early this morning. But you mean Steve Douglas? Uh-huh. According to our information, he went up to sea at 3 a.m. So? So, where is he now? You tell me. Okay. Your elevator boy brought him down about five. Well? 
Well, a jury might think, inasmuch as Freddy was killed at six, there might be a connection. Oh. Where's Steve now? Winslow, Ken Douglas in here. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mike. Don't look so good for the home team, does it? Now, don't you worry. We'll have you out of here in no time. Who are you kidding? Look, Corbett, you mind if I talk to him alone? I certainly do. You don't think I'm letting you alone with a murderer? You're talking through your hat. Steve didn't kill Freddy. Funny he can't supply an alibi. All right, Steve. Tell him what you did after you left my place. I walked around. Where? I don't remember. You don't remember. Has he been identified by the girl? What girl? According to the papers, there was a cutie in Lane's apartment when he was gunned. We haven't found her yet. Well, let me congratulate you. You think you can do better? Well, I certainly couldn't do any worse. Wait a minute, Mike. You got any idea who this girl is? Maybe. I'll be seeing you, Sergeant. Sure. Why don't we make a date now? Suppose we meet at Sing Sing on the day Steve goes to the chair. That makes it nice and definite. Back to the adventures of the Falcon. A half hour has passed since Mike had his little talk with Sergeant Corbett. And now as we find Mike, he is making the rounds. Just a second. Yes. Hello, Ruthie. I beg your pardon. You don't remember me, do you? No. Well, I'm Mike Waring. Steve Douglas introduced me one night after one of Freddie's fights. You certainly pick a strange time to renew old acquaintances. Well, I might have been around sooner, but I kept thinking of Freddy's left jab. All right, Mr. Waring, what do you want? Well, may I come in, Angel? I have a feeling you can say all you have to right there. Okay. Who killed Lane? How would I know? You were up in his room last night when he was murdered. Now, who told you that? Well, it's just a matter of simple arithmetic. You were Freddy's girl, and that naturally followed. You'd be doing some celebrating after his victory. You better go back to school. You don't know your addition. Hmm? The last time I saw Freddy was two days ago when we agreed to disagree. Oh, so you're another member of the club, huh? What kind of a crack is that? Well, Freddy used to change girls as often as he did his shirts. So? So maybe that agreement to disagree was all on one side. And if he gave you the old heave-ho... Yeah? Uh, that would make you a very logical suspect. <laughs> That's very amusing. Well, you've got an overdeveloped sense of humor. Maybe I have, but the joke's on you. You wouldn't happen to know what time Freddy was shot. I would. Approximately 6.05. I suppose you have an alibi for the time. Mm-hmm. And it's supported by half the police force of New York. Meaning? Meaning at 6.05, I was in jail for reckless driving. There's Ace now, Mr. Vincent. Where, Buzz? Getting out of that cab. All right. Well, the pulls away. Now, give him a chance to open his door. Okay, let's go. Uh, hello, Ace. What the... It's all right. It's only your best customer. Mind if we come in? Well, it's awful late, Vincent. And the longer you argue, the longer, the later it gets. Shut the door, Buzzard. What's this all about? I just want a little information. Mike Waring been around to see you yet? Waring? No, why should he? He's working for Steve Douglas. He'll probably ask you the names of some of the big losers on the fight last night. So? 
So, when he does ace, I'd like you to forget all about the bundle I dropped. Okay, Vincent. Mom's the word. Not that I don't trust you, Ace, but, uh, where do you keep your records? I tell you, I won't say a word. Uh, sure, but wearing's awfully persuasive, and you might spill without meaning it. But, of course, if your records were destroyed, no matter what you told him, there wouldn't be any evidence. Where are they? Wouldn't you like to know? Sure. That's why I asked. Keep your hands off me. I asked you a question, Ace. And the only way you'll get the answers over my dead body. Well, that's the way you want it. That's the way you'll get it, because I aim to please. <laughs> Take it easy, Ace. You want some more water? Please. There you are. You better let me call a doctor. No. I'll be all right, Mike. You feel up to telling me the rest of it? That's all I know. After Vincent got tired of bouncing me around, he turned me over to Buzz. <laughs> Cute kid, that Buzz. So you told him where your books were? Yeah. Then what happened? That's all I remember. They must have passed out. When I came through, they were gone. I called you. Wish you were able to do it sooner. How much did Vincent lose on the fight? Twenty grand. Is that all? I heard he spread it around. Better around a quarter of a million in Las Vegas. Well, that still doesn't give Vincent a motive to kill Freddy. Don't it? No, if a gambler ever tried to knock off all the people he lost dough on, the cemeteries would be loaded. The thing I don't understand is Vincent's bad judgment. What do you mean? Well, Freddy figured to take Kenny just the way he did. Doesn't add up for the smart money to be bet the other way. Unless Vincent thought Freddy was going to take a dive. Why should Freddy do that? He had a big bet with me that he'd take Kenny. How big? Hundred grand. Oh, and that proves it. Where would Freddy get that kind of dough? He didn't hit the big time until four months ago. And you think... I think Sergeant Corbett might very profitably have a little talk with Georgie Vincent. What floor do we get off on, Mike? The fourth. I don't know why I'm humoring you in this. Because you know I'm right, Sergeant. Vincent paid Freddy to take a dive, and when Freddy crossed him, he knocked him off. I suppose Vincent has an alibi. Well, he probably has. Everybody has an alibi except my client. No, this is our floor. Now, where do we go? Uh, department over there. What do you mean everybody has an alibi except your client? I'll tell you about that later. You better keep your gun handy, because if I know Vincent... He... Yeah? Uh, we'd like to... Well, well, hello, Ruthie. Who's she? Well, that's right, you haven't met. Uh, Sergeant uh, Ruthie Kent. She and Freddie used to be closer than two minutes, so you can understand my surprise. What are you doing here, Angel? None of your business. Uh, Miss Vincent in? No. Mind if we look? Yes, I certainly do. Ah, you know that's not going to stop us. Well, how about this? Uh, you better put away the gun, Ruthie. Corbett doesn't approve of women carrying firearms. Stop, stop it! You're breaking my wrist. Come on, baby, drop it. All right, Mike, I got the gun. You can stop wrestling now. Oh, that's a shame. I'm just beginning to enjoy it. Well, the loot. Never I'm mind. Just... Did you do that? No. Did she do what? Why do you think she didn't want us to come in here? Look behind that sofa. Dead? Yeah. I didn't kill Mr. Vincent. I swear I didn't. Who says you did? Are you nuts? Because I believe she didn't kill Vincent? Well, she didn't. I can prove it. How? By the body, Sergeant. You see, that's not Vincent. That's his boy, Buzz. Uh, 
Miss Kent, what have you got to say for yourself? I came here to see Mr. Vincent, and when I walked in, I found that... that, that man. What do you want with Vincent, anyway? I thought maybe he could give me some advice. <laughs> I got frightened when you came around to see me before. What made you pick him as a father confessor? Well, I don't know many people in New York. I heard Freddie mention Vincent once as being a smart operator. He was the only one I could think of. You certainly couldn't have made a worse choice. What do you think, Mike? For one thing, this clears my client. I don't see how. Steve Douglas still could have killed Freddie, and she knocked off Buzz. That's not true. I'm inclined to agree with her, Sergeant. I tell you, both these murders are tied up. How? Well, I never thought to ask, but did you come across anything in Freddie's effects that might give us a lead? Not a thing. I went all through his stuff myself. What did you find? A dozen suits, 36 shirts. Well, never mind the haberdashery. Were there any letters? No, the only thing he had in his wallet was a check for 28000 for the fight and about 1700 in cash. Got any more ideas? Uh, yes, I have. I think I can explain the whole thing now. Well? Suppose Buzz double-crossed Vincent. Quit ad-libbing. I tell you, it makes sense. Ace Richards told me that Vincent only bet 20 grand with him on the fight. So what? So that's peanuts to a guy like Vincent. I suppose he gave Buzz a lot more money to bet, and Buzz stuck it in his pocket and promptly forgot about it. How would Vincent find out? Well, that's easy. When he got hold of Ace's records, he'd see immediately that Buzz hadn't bet all the dough he was supposed to. Wouldn't that give Vincent the motive to kill him? Sure it would. There's only one trouble with your theory. What's that? I'll bet a year's salary it never happened that way. Back to the adventures of the Falcon. Fifteen minutes have passed since Mike Waring advanced his theory on the murder of Freddie Lane. Uh, and now at Ace Richards' apartment, Mike and Ace are receiving the results of Mike's effort Same to thing, confirm huh? it. All right, pal. Thanks a lot. Well, it was a bad guess, Mike. My first estimate was right. Buzz placed close to a quarter of a million bucks for Vincent. Well, there goes a perfectly good hunch down the sewer. You don't seem too upset about it. Well, to tell you the truth, Ace, I half expected it. If the possibility of checking up on Buzz occurred to me, it must have occurred to Vincent, too. Well, what are you going to do now? Take stock again. Hey, isn't it possible that you've overlooked the best prospect of all? I don't know who. Steve Douglas. Just because he's your client doesn't mean he couldn't be guilty. Oh, I realize that, but even granting that Steve killed Freddy for revenge, he couldn't possibly have killed Buzz. He was in jail at the time. And if there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that both murders were committed by the same party. Yeah? Uh-huh. I'm convinced that some member of our little group benefited financially from Freddy's murder. I can't see who. Well, that's because your approach is wrong. Now, if you apply the test of who stood the most to gain, one person sticks out like the proverbial sore thumb. Who? You. Uh, cut the clowning, Mike. What makes you think I'm clowning? You better get a bet down on yourself, Ace. You're a sure thing to finish in the chair. <laughs> tell you how grateful I am, Mike. Oh, forget it, Ruth. I don't forget things like that. I want you to send me a bill. Look, you don't owe me a dime. Steve Douglas is my client. The fact that you were cleared is incidental. Then Ace Richards also killed Buzz, hmm? Yes, but that was just window dressing. The all-important thing was the murder of Freddie Lane. Well, what made you pick on Ace? He had the most practical motive. I can understand that now, but what put you on the right track? Remember what Sergeant Corbett said they found in Freddie's effects? Mm-hmm. There was a big check from the boxing promoter and about 1700 in cash. Exactly. Well, what's wrong with that? 
Well, there should have been a lot more. If Freddie bet a hundred grand on himself with Ace, what happened to all the money he won? Hmm? Well, common sense will tell you that a boy like Freddie could never blow town until he had every penny coming to him. Yeah, but isn't it possible somebody might have robbed the body afterwards? Well, then why did he leave the 1,700 bucks the cops found? It was in cash. And I never met a burglar yet who would turn up his nose at that. So that rules out your theory of the anonymous thief. Mm, and the answer must be Ace never paid him off. Only in lead, Angel. The same way he gave it to Buzz. Well, this has been very charming, Mike. Uh, am I going to see you again? That raises quite a problem. On one hand, you did put up a big battle for me. Mm-hmm. You managed to lick almost the entire New York police force single-handed. Yeah, you're quite a guy to have in your corner when the going gets rough. Then where's your problem, Angel? Well, I've just finished tangling with one fighter, and one such experience is enough for a lifetime. Good night, Mr. Waring. <laughs> ¶¶